Good morning. Today is, it could be part two of the judgment series that I'm doing, um, that I feel like God has given me to do, and just daily talking to me about it. And this morning, I was in Ezekiel 20, 20th, and um, verse 11 and verse 21, I heard the Lord say this, this, this is for our times, that um, because we're consistently rebelling against him, that he would, if we would follow his decrees and do what he asks us to do as a nation, as a country, as a church, uh, more, first and foremost, as a church, if we would consistently do what he commanded us to do, that these scriptures would bring life. I don't know if people realize the the uh, connection between just the blessings that God will pour over your life when you follow him. Not just with your mouth, but when you actually do what his word says to do. I'm so disheartened. You know, when I go online and I look around and I see people who, who are pretty much in the church, but just in a full backslidden state. And I have to even say, I have to worry about myself and this in the hour that we're in. I was watching this ex-pastor. He said he was a pastor, so that's all I can go by. But he has this huge platform now. And in this platform, when he first initially came out, I really didn't think, I started thinking, well, maybe this is God. God trying to show us through this man. Uh, He was exposing a lot of the stuff that was going on in the church. Which should have been a warning in in my head then that, um, if you expose one thing, then um, please expose what's going on in the world too, which, which, which is causing the church. But I do, I'm, when I say that I kind of listen to people that are exposing what's going on in the church, because I know that even according to scriptures, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. So we've got to get our act together before we can talk about anything that's going on in this world. That's why I really wasn't never on the bandwagon of bashing gay people because I saw so much sexual sin inside of the church that we were not addressing. So when I talk about these things, I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking about what's going on in the church. This is stuff that's going on in the church and the church needs to address. You know, the world is the world. Um, what's happening outside of the church, uh, out of the, out, yeah, outside of the church, the Bible warns. But those of us that are in the church, we shouldn't be on a race to damnation um, like the world. We should consistently warn each other daily. And we consist- consistently warn ourselves that we are in a fallen state. If your body doesn't let you know that something is being corrupted, then you're not getting it. As you age, that corruption is all around us. So as I was going through the scriptures, Ezekiel just jumped off out at me and the Lord was saying, you know, if they had just followed me, I would give them life. And I'm thinking if, if any time in any place in any span of, of, of any hour, this is an hour that we do need life. We need life in the church. We need life in our bodies. There's a full on pandemic and I am not of the, of the mindset that God is not. That anything that happened on the earth, God, number one, didn't know about it, that it wasn't coming. 
And God number two had to have permission for him. That is my belief and my mindset that I do believe that God knew. And there is a reason. You have to go to God and ask him what the reason is. And when I went to God, he was showing me in his word that, um, well, he told me years ago he was going to do it. I didn't know what form it was going to take. It was judgment was coming. But when I saw consistently just all these bishops passing away, that um, we were not exempt. It was happening in the church first. I mean, if you have eyes to see in this hour, and you really do have to have spiritual eyes to see what's going on. You can't just be looking at things like the world looks at things. You can't be looking at things just like a corner Christian listed thing because they have one foot in the, in the church and one foot in the world. You have to have the the eyes to see, you know, pretty much spiritually what's going on. And so I was saying these things and I've been watching and I've been writing things down and I've been observing. I've been letting the Lord, you know, explain to me what's happening. And one of the things he, he showed me just even 20 years ago that we were living in something and it's something uh, similar to what Jeremiah was preaching to, to, to the kingdom of, of Israel uh, in, in his time and that we were going to go into captivity. And in essence, we are. The church really is in captivity right now. Um, Babylon running things. Um, and you can rebel because, let's, let's be honest, the church really hadn't done anything to get us out of Babylon. Because it seems like we're trying to, Babylon may do it first, but then it's in the church 10, 15 years later. We're like lagging, but we're still doing the same thing. So when this pandemic happened, you know, yeah, I heard God say, whatever Babylon is doing, go to Babylon and live. And I'm not saying this, and and granted, I'm not saying this word is for everybody. And you have a real close relationship with the Lord, and you know you're hearing the Lord tell you not to take a vaccine, and you know you're hearing the Lord but if you're not 100% sure on that, don't tell other people. I'm watching um, people just die. I don't know what their spiritual condition is, where they are spiritually. But I'm just watching them die, left and right. Hearing about deaths. Knowing people personally. Because they refuse to vaccinate. And I don't know what told them or who told them that they were in the hour that they can do this and then go play in a pandemic and not be safe. I look at, okay, why would God allow us to have all the scientific endeavors that he, that we were able to understand about diseases and pathologies and then not use it? It's kind of like God showed us how to, you know, you how to purify our water, how to heal wounds, and which medicines and which plants to use. And we go drink out of a sewer system or a lake, you know, or don't go to the doctor, don't bandage a wound or put antiseptic on it. It's like, you know, both things can exist. Scientific knowledge and God given the scientific knowledge and being behind it. So I I think we're just overthinking things. Um,
this my this message is probably gonna be pretty short, but the two things that stood out to me today that just really slayed me is when the Lord just said in Ezekiel eight twenty and eight eleven. I mean, excuse me, Ezekiel twenty. Let me look at this again. Ezekiel twenty eleven and Ezekiel twenty 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 one. And he was basically saying, saying, Come to me, stop rebelling, and live. I will give you life. I'm not saying go to the man. I'm not saying, you know, not to go get vaccinated, but I'm saying this. I think we're in an hour where you have to repent. You have to come to the Lord, live, and allow him to give you life. We're in that hour. So I want to end this by inviting you to give your life to the Lord. And I'm not the one that's to tell you that you can't do that in any part, any part of your house. You can repent wherever, any anywhere you're at. Not any part of your house. Anywhere you're at, you can repent. Give your life to the Lord. But this is what I do say. Go to a local church. I used to say, you know, I'm not even sure these churches are right anymore, but you know, if you know, and you've heard, everybody knows and heard of that one church that's doing good, good, doing the the Lord's work, you know, that's doing good things. And I'm just saying, cautiously go, cautiously be a part of it and, and get men and, 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 uh, and get, uh, discipled until your next level. And if you have any questions, you can contact me. I can steer you toward maybe some books, teachers that will help me and my journey. And even, you know, where to, where to get started. So before I go any further, I would like to pray with you. And I'd like for you to, you know, to decide today that you're going to serve the Lord. So let's pray. Father God, we come before you and we ask that you forgive us of each of all of our sins. We ask that you come into our heart, Lord, change us, rearrange all those parts and get rid of those things that are not like you. Lord, um, we, is, we come to you and say, in Jesus name, we want what you have. We want this life you speak of. We want to grow and know in you. We want knowledge of you. We want to know your ways and your what your word is saying and how it applies to our, our lives and how we can be better and how we can be the Christian, how we can be the brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers that you've called us to in this hour. Because we're going to need an army, Lord, for what's coming upon the earth. We're going to need an army of your, your people, Lord, to be able to have the compassion for the full demonic that is going to happen if, if, of, um, if systems break down, Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that anybody hearing this message decides to become a Christian, hooks up to the right people, and you you open doors that we can have a chain of people of supplies and back channels where people can go for safety in this last hour in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning. Um, this is the day after Christmas and, um, something that's, I wanted to talk about something that's been on my heart for a very, 
Well, I will say about at least a couple of years because I wasn't sure if it was a prophetic word. But after a couple of things happened this past October and just observing some things that's been happening around me, I feel comfortable in, in, in releasing this. And I'm real cautious about um, releasing prophetic words because I don't want to put my flesh in it. I want to know that I know that it's God, even though he told me in 2000. Two, three, 2002, 2003 time frame that he was, that I needed to, number one, to start paying attention to the thoughts that, that came to me when I met people. He said that he was depositing his thoughts and his prophetic word into me. And he says, so don't speak. Don't speak the first thought that's in your head because you might offend someone. He says, I want you to, to to listen to what I'm saying and be very careful what you say because I'm telling you things. Okay, so, and the other thing, the second thing that, that I've always been um, told in the prophetic is to just, if you weren't 100% sure, just write it down and, you know, just watch, you know, watch and see. And so, this is a word that I got from God, from the Lord, about two, maybe two and a half years ago, before I started seeing the pandemic as the coming pandemic, and I started getting words from him to buy masks and things in which I didn't even think twice about. I knew that something was coming upon the earth just by some of the things the Lord had been showing me. I just didn't know what, so I had been preparing little disaster kits, which I just thought everybody should do. So when he said buy masks in 2018, I didn't think nothing else about it. I just got to buy some masks. Okay, I said, just going to put it in my disaster kit. But I didn't seek the Lord, and that's really not what this word is about that I'm going to release today, that I feel 100% confident that right now because of something that just recently happened in my personal friendships with with or with my personal friendships recently one of my friends passed away it was a guy very very attractive guy um well he was an older guy he's older than middle age 50-ish and I just all of a sudden felt a, a need for the last year before he he passed away about four years six months I felt the need to just disengage with him. I didn't know. I just, I didn't really want to see anything of his in social media. I just felt like it's time for me to disengage. And I didn't know why. I didn't seek God, which is, I'm finding out is something that I'm going to have to really repent of and start doing more consistently. But I'm building up to something. The reason why I'm telling this story, it's, made me realize that a lot of the other things that God had been telling me or showing me were prophetic and that it was a word he was trying to release through me. Um, okay, here's the word. I'm going to release this. I'm going to tell the story and then I'm going to release the word that I feel like God has been trying to convey through me to black American males. Uh, and this is what God has shown me 
through my friend's passing. I kept thinking every time I would... First, I just had a desire to disengage from this person on social media. And then the second thought that kept coming to my mind was... I'm just surprised he's alive because he he really wasn't a person who was God-fearing or a Christian or anything like that. I really don't know what he really followed. I knew at one point he was a Muslim, and I'm Christian, so. And it was during the pandemic, and I I just started thinking, well, maybe that's the reason why I feel like I need to disengage from him because he kept telling people that he wasn't going to take the shot and kept talking about the uh, COVID not uh, being a hoax and all that kind of stuff and not, you know, just encouraging people to not take the shot. And in our community, I don't know where you stand on that, but I personally feel that you probably should. And being in the military and I've taken everything else they've given me, and he was prior military too, so I didn't understand why he was saying that. We've had every shot there is out there. So I thought maybe that was the reason why I was feeling like I needed to disengage from him. But the thought that never left my mind, and I never thought to ask God, why is this thought just constantly in my mind? Because I remember the Lord has told me, if, I, if you keep getting, if you get thoughts of me, thoughts in your head, they're coming from me. And you don't understand where they're coming from. So anyway, this word of knowledge just kept coming to my mind. I'm just so surprised this guy is alive. You know, I, but I kept thinking it was from my logical standpoint, just him, the way he just kept blaspheming are borderline blaspheming things of God. And and I just said, well, he really doesn't realize because he doesn't serve God. But the only protection you're going to have, in my personal opinion, during this pandemic is, even with or without the shot, is just to trust in God. And that's just how I live my faith. But anyway, I just kept getting this strong urgency. I'm just, every time I, I went on social media, he was still on there and talking something weird or whatever. I was saying, I'm just so surprised this guy is alive. But, you know, I'm just saying in the sense that I, w- I fear God. You know, I fear God and I said it in that sense. So I never really put it together that God was trying to warn me that his days were numbered by putting that thought in my head in the ways that I would think it. And, and just from my ba- background and knowledge is how God talks to me. And I know to fear God... And I've lived and learned to fear God and that his, he means 100% of what his word says he means. So anyway, and I just noticed my friend or one of my, you know, acquaintances of friends, he didn't. He didn't live his life that way. And so one day my mom calls me in the middle of October and she says, so-and-so's child passed away. He came here and Came all the way to, to down here from where he was living. Could have got everybody infected. I went back home, and that's why I do. That's the way she said it, and died from COVID. And so I'm thinking, well, I don't know that person. When she, because it was she said somebody in the last name I never heard. You know, I knew him, but I didn't know him like that. And I was, like, I don't know whose child that is. And then a day later. My brother called me and he says, do you realize that so-and-so died? You know, he knew the guy was my friend. He said he died. And I said, no, I heard that he had COVID, but I didn't hear that he died. I heard he was in a coma. He said, no, he came here, been here for two weeks, 
in a coma and on a ventilator, and he died. He died last, yesterday. And he says, and I got that from his close relative. So anyway, like a parent, you know, and I said, oh, okay, well, I guess my mom was telling me the truth. But I didn't know who she was talking about. I said, what she was saying, I guess she's telling the truth. But I was thinking it couldn't have been him because he's very healthy, health conscious and all that kind of stuff. But what troubled me in all this and what kept coming to my mind was that consistently that thought that I kept having. That now I realize it was God trying to tell me, your friend's days are numbered. And I would always have this thought, like, when I would see him or or he would post something, I would think to myself, I'm surprised. He thought, but I, that thought wasn't me. It was gosh, putting that thought in me. I'm surprised he's still alive. Like, you know, this person's days is numbered. And so I was, I was so troubled by that. I'm like, Lord, why can't I get these messages and words of knowledge from you in a way that maybe I can warn somebody or maybe I can pray or something. And so when it happens, instead of me spending the next month and a half in total shock because the thoughts kept coming to me, maybe I can, you know, get ahead of it. Okay, but but I do try to learn when I see where I miss God in an area. And I do try to learn from it. And one of the things that I learned from this was this other thought that had been in my mind that I realized now that God had been putting it there for years, for a couple of years. Cause I'd just been noticing it. And one of the things God was showing me was black male, latter 40s, 50, mid, till, till about 60, um, that he's weighing them. He's weighing their actions in the balance. He's weighing their actions to our community, the black community, as fathers, husbands, um, just whether or not they're saved or not, God is weighing them. And he's looking at some of their, their actions, um, and he's weighing them in the balance, and he's determining, you know, is this person evil? And not from the uh, movie, the ideal of evil. This is biblically based evil. Are they the husband of one wife? Are they trying to bring up the next generation? Are they, are they affecting the community in a positive way? Or are, are they doing what we're seeing there, that a large percentage of them are doing? And this is not all. It's a caveat, I want to say, not all black men are doing this in their mid-50s and 40s. But a large percentage of our community has dropped the ball. Our community is bereft. And um, God was saying, showing me that a lot of them are being weighed and judged. And God is deciding if he was going to keep extending grace and mercy to them. And I was like, oh my God. And then I started seeing one after the other just dying, dying, dying around those age frames. And I see so many, and the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm really wanting to release it because I see so many men in this age frame when they should be helping the next generation, they're perpetuating, competing with them to mess over young girls and do a whole, do to a whole another generation what they did to, to those in their generation and devastated our community and were not the fathers, the uncles, the brothers, the 
the leaders in our community that they were supposed to be. And God is weighing them. And I knew, let's say 20 years ago, I was introduced to the spirit from Apostle Eckhart. And he had written a book. And I don't remember which one, but in the book, he writes a lot of books on deliverance. And one of the books was talking about the spirit called the Belial spirit. Of Belial, B-E-L-I-A-L. And God was showing me that spirit is really, through, through Apostle Eckhart, he was showing me that spirit was literally a lot of what our men have become. And it's really a spirit of worthlessness. And when you got a whole generation of men not uplifting and teaching a new generation of men and new boys or young men or what have you to how to be fathers, how to be productive members of the other community and how to be uh, effective brothers, husbands, uh, fathers, um, just leaders overall that God has called them to be, then this is the spirit that we have running rapid in our community. And so, through other uh, people in and out of the church, God has confirmed to me that this is exactly what he was seeing in our community. And I, and, and I know this is what's going to be hard for a lot of people to hear that hear this, that, can, that, that probably don't want to receive it, but you need to hear it and receive it, that there is judgment in the land. And number two, God is weighing hearts and minds and thoughts and actions and deeds. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of what's going on in our community Black American community is 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 not what God wants to be happening in our community. We should have men leading the way in our community. We should have a patriarchy that that lifts us up out of the devastation that's going on in our community. Our boys shouldn't be gunned down in the street because there is no connections to their fatherhood, their malehood, their their um just who they should be. That all they see is depravity and going from one depraved situation to another. It shouldn't be that. And not all of them. And I'm going to caveat not 100% that anybody that's got any common sense know that I'm not talking about 100%. But too many of our men, I'm not talking 100%, but too many of our men fit this description. And so I release this word. This is the word to those men that are 40s, late 40s, mid 40s. And all the way to 50, mid to 60. This is the valley of decision. you got to decide if you're going to live right. You're going to have to decide, like the Bible said, choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. And this is not for play play. We are all every day in the valley of decision. But this, for that type, that age frame of men who think they're going to mess up a whole other generation of women who are called out for crying out for husbands in this land, God is saying, no, you're not. You're not getting ready to mess up no more daughters, not getting ready to break any more hearts, not getting ready to bring any more fatherless children into this earth. You are not. Choose you whether you're going to serve the God of our forefathers, Abraham, Moses, Moses. And if you're going to serve him today, you better choose it. Because this is not for play play. It's a real head on pandemic out here. And, and and that ain't all. It's a death spirit out here. So you better make the right decision, man. And I would choose God. So that's all I want to say. This is a word I feel like God has been releasing to me. That in our community, 
our men have got to decide that they're going to do right, that they're going to take the mantle of fatherhood, the patriarchy. They're going to take the, the mantle of leadership that God put, that God has handed to them and bring our, restore our community. If not, your, your life, you're in the valley of decision. If you want to keep doing wickedness, if you want to do uh, 2.0, I'm going to be just the same terrible man I've been for the last 20, 30 years then you're in a scary place. Or the last half of my life, you're in a scary place. You have got to choose to do right. You have got to choose today that you're going to serve God and you're going to take up the mantle of restoring this community. And you know what? I've seen God, you know, he'll take care of his daughters. He is not going to have us keep crying out for our community. Husbands, let me take care about righteous husbands. Righteous fathers, righteous leaders to take a hold and get ahead in our community and help it to be restored. It shouldn't be run by women. Women should not run a community. That is not God's or original order, but that's what's happening. And so um, I just wanted to release that and I want to pray um, that I am praying for the for our black men, and I'm seeing judgment. I'm seeing judgment in our churches. I'm seeing ch- judgment in our leaderships, and that's white black churches and white black leaderships too. But especially judgment in our community, and it's starting um, from the head down. So anyway, I'm gonna stop right here. And I just encourage you all, choose you today whom you're going to serve. Whether it's God or man, that's your decision. But we are not promised tomorrow. You are not promised tomorrow. Definitely, if you're not serving God, you're not promised tomorrow. So I'm going to end right there.